0: Build It Coach, Episode 5, Long Distance Project, Long Island, New York. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to The Build It Coach. I help you, the property owner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't lose money experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Build-It Coach is specifically designed to empower the non-construction professional. I'm your host, Dale R. Scriven, project management and design-build professional. Welcome to Build-It Coach Interviews. Today you will hear from Watkins Pierre. Watkins, a.k.a. Wadi, that's his nickname, is a property investor. Before the mortgage crisis, he was getting his groove on up and down the eastern seaboard doing multiple project projects. One project in particular gave him fits because the project was long distance. Waddy's home base was in the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. His project was in Long Island, New York, 400 miles away. It was an older home with many problems. We will learn how he navigates these problems and how he dealt with the added stress of distance. His interview inspired the following SPO Smart property owner, quote, when you engage in actual fighting, if victory is long in coming, then men's weapons will grow dull and their ardor will be damped. One more time. When you engage in actual fighting, if victory is long in coming, then men's weapons will grow dull and their ardor will be damped. That's by Sun Tzu, the military general. See, if you're having to travel long distance to execute your project, go back and forth, it's going to add some stress. It's going to add time, which means it's going to dull your weapon. What is your weapon? Your money, your time, your mental capacity to stay in the game. All right? So be wary if you're dealing with distance. Think about it. Let's say you had a love interest, a boo, someone who you want to, you know, eventually have a life with, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, what have you. Is it easier to sustain that relationship if they're closer in distance and geographical distance, or does it become a little bit more difficult? I'm not going to say impossible, but does it become a little bit more difficult if they're further away? Would you rather hop into a car or an Uber to go see your boo, or would you rather hop on an airplane every other weekend to see your love interest? In this case, your love interest is your project. Okay, marinate on that. Now, let's get into the interview with Watkins Pierre, Long Distance Project, Long Island, New York. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Build It Coach Um we are definitely blessed today to have a wonderful guest. Um, he's a dear friend of mine, and he's gone through a lot of experiences um, flipping homes and doing renovation and remodeling projects. Um, and again, um, blessed to have him. And hey, um, Wadi, for the whole world, tell everybody, I call him Wadi, that's his nickname, but tell everybody your name, Wadi. Hey,
1: Dale, how you doing? Uh, nice talking with you today. As, yes, my name, everyone calls me by Waddy because it's, it stands this short for Watkins. My first name is Watkins, believe it or not. Not my last name. My last name is Pierre. Pierre. So, yeah, my name is Watkins Pierre, and I've been in the real estate industry since about, uh, I would say about 2004. Okay. Take, you know what I mean? Um, I purchased my own property first. That was the first time I was even introduced to it. And buying a home during that time, that was a really powerful thing. And then I realized it wasn't as, um, it wasn't as complicated as I thought it, I initially thought it would be. So I decided during that time, that was the booming industry at that time. It mm-hmm. was so powerful.
0: Yeah, pre-mortgage crisis.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I said, let's get involved. Even though I, I wasn't making that much money. In fact, I mean, consider today—you wasn't making much money at all. But I realized that was a lot of people, and a lot of people during those times, you could basically, you know, you you know, they were giving you money to basically do real estate investing. Okay. They were giving you those loans, and and you know, no, what we remember, they were called uh, the no-doc loans. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to purchase a multitude of properties, even though I did not have to put down any money. Involved.
0: Well, okay. So- All right. So we'll, we'll get we'll get into that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll I just want to tell the audience as a because we have a range of listeners, um, we do have investors that listen, but as well as homeowners. And I want to um, heed, uh, I guess, a special message to homeowners. Yes, Watkins Waddy. He's a he's an investor. However, the same processes that are being used to have your home built really doesn't differ that much if at all, if you're an investor or you're a homeowner, you know, having someone come into your home. So definitely listen with a keen ear and, you know, get, get some of the details as, you know, Wadi kind of takes us through his journey. Wadi, just for everybody, because one of the things I like to iterate to, um, to the listeners, um, to Build a Coach Nation, is that, you know, renovation remodeling projects are done by non-construction professionals. What do you do for a living?
1: Me, I well I'm an I'm an IT engineer. Okay. In the IT field, All right. And I'm a an e- network engineer.
0: All right. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, so you you're not necessarily native to con- construction, but you've had some success. Um, yeah. So we were talking um about your project in Long Island, New York. You did a remote um, and I think, it, did you add to the property? The reason why I'm ad- asking that, did you change it up or add? Because oh, technically, like technically a renovation is when you keep all the bones and then remodeling is when you do additions or kind of change the general shape of it and rearrange some things. Was it a renovation or remodeling project? It
1: was both, actually. Okay. It was a renovation and remodeling. The home was over 100 years old. In Long Island, New York, correct? Yes, there was. Um,
0: and you were in yeah. Maryland. I just want to be clear: you were in Maryland at the time while this was yeah. going on.
1: Yes, I was working and living in Silver Spring, Maryland, during this this period, and I would travel um, back and forth ninety five <laughs> north of 95, to ninety five to do work on it. Now, being an IT professional, it allowed me one of the reasons I was able to do so. I had a schedule during that time. I was working for. Four four days, four nights. Actually, I was working from eleven p.m. to seven a.m. four nights a week, mm. and I would be off on Friday and Friday nights. Sun, all the way through Sunday, I'd have to get back to work by Sunday eleven p.m. So I would I would go down maybe once every other, not every week, but every other week, mm-hmm. um, and go down um, to do it well, Now, once construction renovation started, I would have to go down there. And that plan was to get the job done within four weeks. So I had to. I was hustling back and forth for those four week period. Once I purchased the property, um, and then the property was basically in New York during that time. There's no such thing, especially Long Island, of a property for under two hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. That was, was like unheard of. It's prime location and um, I, I, the person was able to work. My mother was a broker, real estate broker at the time, and she was able to get the deal with the person. The family did not want it anymore. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get rid of it, and they didn't want to list it or anything like that since I knew a broker, which is critical. That's where everybody knows and real estate really the best thing because the property never went on the market. Sure. The, the, you know, so the seller wanted, some, wanted to get it done. I got it done. I was able to get the financing. I purchased for 168 Wow. Knowing... It was already worth four hundred thousand, right as if so if I turned around, well, it, it's obviously aftermarket. sure. Uh, so I had to renovate this thing. So that's where the pro- that's where the process works. And let me explain to you, we're talking about a property that was close to a hundred years old. So it was I had to basically gut it. Mm. I had to get a new boiler, the whole system, okay. electrical system, and everything.
0: Okay. Yeah, you answered one of my questions. So you had to do an HVAC upgrade. Did the did the home have air conditioning, or was it just heat?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did not. I did not put it an h um an HV, HV, um, HVAC system in there though. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that. Um, it was because a lot of the homes in that area were older, mm-hmm. and they didn't affect my my resale value. Okay, so like, okay, like, an air conditioning would would would, would suffice in the homes in those areas it, it didn't make money to put HVACs in there They're, like I said the, the area was in Uniondale, long Island, and those are older models if you know, if, if anybody knows this is one of the first suburbias in America, it's mm. near Levittown, long Island, so a lot of those homes that were built. In the '40s, and then basically after the baby boomers came yes. home from World War II, they are still standing. That's yes. most of the property. Um, so that was one of those, and that preceded that. That well, that home actually preceded the up. So build, you know, um, so that home I think was a farmland. Okay, it was, it was part of farmland beforehand, and then it was part of family, and then after a while, you saw a lot of um, homes being built, just just being built in a week for people coming back from the war. Yeah. The yeah.
0: yeah that, Levittown, that was, Levittown was one of those towns that were one of those um, yeah. federally sponsored um, yeah. building programs for war veterans. And um, yeah. matter of fact, in our area, um, I should say in our area, right, we're in the Maryland area. Greenbelt, Maryland was one of those areas, that, you know, um, and also parts of um, Bowie, Maryland. Um, they had homes specifically built for world world war two veterans. So I, di- I didn't know that. Um, that's a pretty interesting fact. Um, did, so how'd you, how'd you go about choosing your contractor, um, for this part? And let me good. even back up there. Did you get a design? Did the contractor design it with you? How, take me from the conception to kind of moving to getting it built.
1: All right. That's good. Well, here's here's the thing, right? So I've got this property and, I'm not going to lie to you. This was the first time I had ever done something like this. Mm. So I just crawled around, you know, I just, they rudimentary, just like, let me see, let me call and speak to different people. Um, there were so many different builders and people doing work around. This is the real estate boom. So a lot of, I would go to other homes in the area that had, re, had renovated their homes, you know, put in some here and there and talk to them. You could go, you go, I would go to Home Depot. Honestly, we'd go to Home Depot during the daytime and talk to, you know, uh, people who you knew were contractors, and just talk with them. So once I talk with them, I would have them come to the property, uh, look at the property, and then see what they can do with it. And I would be like I I wouldn't even tell them what I wanted to do. I just wanted to know what they can do with it, what I needed to do to bring it up to code. Mm-hmm. They saw that this thing was basically it. It was it was not livable. It had to be brought up, and I knew money was going to be. So I would just okay. So let's say they would give me. You know, they would tell me what they want to do. I wouldn't talk to them tell them what I was going to do because they didn't know what I was going to do. I told them, hey, I might just flip this thing right back around, but I want to know if it's worth it. What can you do to make this? Um, if I bring this on the open market right now and I bring it up to code, it's worth 400000 What can you do? And a lot of times, you know, you would get the hustle game. You 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 see the eyes get excited and the range, the pricing range, of, I could put you put. 50000 only, and I knew $50,000 was not going to do it. And oh, I'd do this for 50000 and I'm like, okay, how is that possible? Give mm-hmm. me a detail. What you found out is a lot of these contractors did not want to give you a framework in detail and time of how the work would get done. They would just tell you, I, I could get it done. I promise you this. And I'm like, well, I need this in writing. I knew enough about that. So that's an, that was another critical point. I'd saved enough money that I can pay the mortgage off for two months because I needed to get somebody in this thing rented as soon as possible. I knew I had two months I could do. I was fortunate enough to make enough money to do that and save enough money. And as I told you before, that was something I learned next time. The next time I would always get a line of credit because then I wouldn't be pressed to just pick any contractor. Instead, pick the best contractor who can can write in detail, document, give me a contract when this is supposed to be done and if the work is not done, I, he doesn't get paid until the next stage of whatever wherever he was going through. And we were have to gut this thing and do the whole process. So it was I was getting all kinds of nonsense. And then I remember I got someone, a friend of mine, drove by and he was like, Hey, you know, he had a friend he had just rebuilt something, and I was very fortunate. Okay. His name was Peter. He's a friend, a friend of a, a friend of mine. You know who said he knew someone. And I said, yeah, I, I'm talking to anybody. And the difference, this guy, we'll call him Peter, because that's what his name was, Peter the contractor. He came in and he said, he, he specifically told me what he could do. And he wrote it down and he gave me a timeline and the cost. And he gave me an estimate cost within $1,000 here and there for first plumbing, um, then electrical. He said, you're going to have to do the electrical. You're going to have to redo and I mean, all the way outside. Um, you're going to have to do, you really need a new roof. This is the cost. And he basically broke it down to, to, the, to, the letter, to, the every, to the final wood grain, the kitchen. You're going to have to do it. And he told me something very profound. He said, no matter what you do, don't worry about the living room. Don't worry about the bedroom. That's irrelevant. What you must worry to sell this thing, you need to have an impeccable bathroom and kitchen. That yep. doesn't cost much. You must have a quality bathroom, kitchen. And then it said, and then the next thing you want to do to make it look good, the roofing. You must have a nice roofing, okay? And then you're not going to pay more than $10,000 on that, all right? And he told me who to speak to for the roofing. Mm-hmm. And then window frames. You've got the window frames alone. Sealed window frames makes people feel comfortable. That will cost – that will be costly out of everything, but it will be worth it in, in aesthetic looks. And then – And so he gave me stuff that he didn't even work on. He just told me he was like, it was like he was working the project with me. Like he was going to get paid with me, not just what I was paying him. And I I thought that was, that was profound. And I was really fortunate. And I said, I'm going to deal with this person. And honestly, as we were working along the process, he would see certain things and he would then help me out. So I really got very fortunate. I couldn't even tell. And I thought to myself, if I didn't have this person, to kind of guide me through say well you see this right here we need to build this per we need to push out because there were certain things when he because he was the person who basically aligned me with the with a good electrician he aligned me with a good roofer okay he aligned, yeah he aligned me with all these people and I thought to myself man I would be really ass out of luck if I didn't have this person to kind of guide me and I and and I and that's all I needed you know, he guided me to say, All right, make sure you can do this. And, it, and then he would tell me, even with the electrician, say, listen, you don't need this. There's certain things when you're building out, you know, what type of box do you need and how much power do you need? And but no, 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 you just need the basic. This home is valued at this price, but it's really, you don't need extra. You don't need those will add up in cost. And he was like working with me because he felt like, wow, this guy's really going at it. He's got this good deal. And, and, what I also respected with him is that, and remember, that's just one contract. The other ones, he was telling me, he would show me, and I, even when there were things I wasn't sure of, and, and he noticed I was kind of hesitant, he would like, okay, I, I get it. Here, let me, let's go to Home Depot, where Home Depot just happened to be a few miles away. Let's go there, or I can show you what my cost is to purchase it. Okay. So, he showed, yeah, he absolutely showed me, because I can get it cheaper. Because there were a couple of things I said, well, Mike, you know what? I saw this for that. I, I like Let's say he's trying to get some nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I see the chart. I'm like, why is, why is it going to cost that much? No, actually, that's cheaper. I get it at a better rate than you could ever get it at. But you know what? Let's go. Let's, let's see what you can get. So unless I get something and it, be, it come out, yeah, I, well, a couple of things, well, I'll get it. It'll be cheaper for me. But remember, we're build, building on a project. I need a lot. So as I was getting a larger amount of, let's say, wood or frames or this or that, the cost wasn't – it wasn't cost-efficient for me to purchase it. It was – be more so I learned that prospect. I learned that aspect of it. And I was like, okay. And he says, then he could return it. If it didn't fit or he he made some cutting and it didn't size up, all the coloring wasn't proper, he could get the return much easier than I could. So he he showed me how – yeah you have to that's efficiency and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna charge you that's my mistake so i was like oh since that's what you if you're dealing with contractors those come into play as well
0: yeah you found uh you found a real great contractor that not only was guiding you um or i should say open with their pricing but also served as a mentor i mean you you hit the lottery um because that could have went that could have went south in a heartbeat um (laughs) but so that that's great
1: truly was because it, for the for the future it made things so much easier. And this is why I got to tell people. So what I learned just I, I learned this is where if you're gonna deal with a contractor, you make with your success comes in how you will interview that contractor. Yes. And you hold him accountable. If he see that contractor sees that you're not going you don't ask the right questions and you're not gonna hold him accountable. It's almost like if you borrow money from your friend, he's your friend, but if he knows he he doesn't have to really lend, give you back the money, these are people who take advantage of you. Eh, You get it when you get to, but you're not going to do that with a loan shark, are you? Right. Yeah. So you kind of, and you know, I'm not saying to be in a physical way. I'm simply saying, no, what you do is you let him know, "This this is the line of credit I have. You can use that money. Here, this is what you get. Or write him a check. He said, no, just give him a check and, When this is done at this date that we agreed upon, then you get this. Meaning if I basically, he taught me how, let's say $2,000 by the end of this week or need this this portion done by this time. If you don't meet that, you don't get that. You don't go further or it's deducted from your overall. So the, the pressure, he taught me how to shift the pressure, not on me, but on the contractor. Wow. That, yes. So the contractor's like, so because a lot of times the contractor would subcontract it to other people and then make complaints, well, blah, 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 and pass the money or the losses to you. Right. And I was like, get the. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: he
1: was coming. So yeah. So, yeah. So that those concepts, so I don't want people to think, oh, you got to. No, no, no. It's that concept. doesn't matter who it is. This is done by this. You don't get it done. We agree to this. You don't get more money. You mm-hmm. get nothing, and you are held liable. How'd, mm-hmm. how'd you explain? How'd you
0: handle? How'd you handle those agreements? Were, it, were handshakes written down? Contracts? Written
1: down. They were always written down. Great. They were written down, notarized, yes. and they were. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was not only notarized, also, but um, the, the thing with the bond. Yes, they had to be bonded. Yes. that was critical. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned about that. It's been a lot. I'm trying to remember the details of that, but I remember my mentor, like Peter told me, "No, nah, they got to be insured and bonded. Mm-hmm. Which means you know, they 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 will pay back. They can pay it back. And and then I, you know, and on top of that." You, I had to get references, due. So it's not just that, well, I worked with Pete. I liked him. But he had to give me credible references. You have to call back, call them, you know. And what I was able to actually see, I only called, not because the person he had worked with lived about maybe 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. And I went to go see the work, talk to him. And he was like, and he looked me in the eye and said, you are good to go, man. This guy is great. So, I mean, and he's right. Think of me Peter was it was almost like he was a family practitioner. It was just like he prided himself on people, you know, saying that he did great work. And he did. I mean, he did. He was like 'cause he it was he realized a lot I guess early along, a long time ago that Listen. If I just do good work and I'm honest with this person, it's going to pay off. Sure. And he did because I gave. I was because I knew a lot of investors, a lot of people that were doing the same work I was doing, and I know for sure I made that man money, as much money as he made me. Sure. He literally told me the details of how the contract has to work, how I need to interview the individual to do the work, and how I can end it immediately, and make the shift the pressure on him. I I mean, it got to the point I was like, the work was done before I even, it was done before our, our agreement, he was finished. That's how great it was. And then he lined me up with somebody because I had a lot of trees. I don't know if you were able to come visit me. Were you able to come visit me? I was unable.
0: This? I never. So obviously, you know, I remember going to your um, parents' house, um, your you know, your mom's house, your, your dad's house yeah. twice, um, but I never visited that project. I have. I did
1: not. Yeah, it was right across the street from there too. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, it was. There was a lot of trees around, and I had to cut. I had to cut the trees down, and even that was like, wow, that was different costs and and he was able to get me the right people and you have to cut them at a specific angle and it was very and had to get the the grass the lawn it was it was a lot of work it wasn't just Mm -hmm. it was the entire property and then i had to do it within code oh yeah and even yeah even the build out i couldn't even build out like i said this is not like modern day today this is coded it was coded for the 1950s
0: so your contractor um did well they understood code to the point that they were able to kind of walk you through and take responsibility for any code upgrades or doing work to code
1: yes because that's where they located themselves and they when they weren't sure they they like they gave me the number to call and have somebody out there okay to make sure yeah so when, when it's very it was very difficult that was the only process i didn't like i because i wanted to put a. Obviously, the long, it, it was a large property that I can, actually could extend. I was not allowed to do so gotcha. because they, yeah, it was because it was coded for the nineteen
0: fifties.
1: Oh, I see. That's an area that's it wasn't like modern day today or you know, got mm-hmm. this. But I have a, had a large piece of land and a small home. It was less than it was about yeah it was less it was less than a thousand square foot home, and then I was able to kind of eke out up to another couple hundred feet, mm-hmm. so it came out to twelve hundred. Like to put built X because I was able to extend the kitchen, extend the room to make it larger because that's critical square footage, that's critical to everything. Sure. And um, and he he told him that's what I had to do. He says, okay, you come out to this line, you can't go further. And I was like, are you kidding?
0: Yeah, building restriction line.
1: Yep. The restriction is ridiculous, especially if anyone knows anything about New York, Long Island a you're dealing with a lot not just you know local officials there but you're dealing with well let's just put it this way you're dealing with uh, other officials (laughs) yeah,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, so I just I just want to point out to the audience. So in, in essence, you did a design build with the contractor, which is you know definitely a way to do it. Some people choose to get a um, you know a design and then go through a formal process of choosing a contractor and then executing those plans from there. But you did a design build, which was kind of all in one house, which is absolutely some some people. Recommend and actually prefer to do it that way. And another thing I want to point out, what you did, what you were, and what you you know you were successful in doing is being a good owner. Um, so you definitely took a hands-on approach. Plus, you defined a clear scope of work and milestones. So with that scope of work and those milestones, you were you were able to shift. The risk to the contractor, and I want to point out to people that's essentially which part of what you're paying a contractor for. You're not just paying the contractor for doing the work. Their their business actually has risk included into it, so you're paying them to assume a level of risk, and you should yes. be shifting that risk to your contractor that is yes. the duty of your scope of work, your time, and the repercussions are if they don't do these things under these conditions, the work under this time, then they don't get paid um until it's done. So yeah, very yes. good job job well done on that. Absolutely.
1: Yes, uh, also I learned now I learned the difference with type of contractor. So now I I learned that as, as a contractor, he was not he, he gave me referrals to electricians and, mm-hmm. and et, cetera, et cetera, but he was not under contract. He wasn't the contractor for that electrical sure. person. Okay. Okay. So then I had to then, so so what I had to do is then make an agreement with the electric, which is not that difficult because electrical company you know, provider, or providers, but contractors or individuals, they already have their own thing they're dealing with. They, mm-hmm. um, he did say that if, I, if he was to do and watch over them, it would cost not just him. You, I would have to pay him as yeah. well as the electrician. Sure. So he said no. And he advised me, no, Why well, you can do this. You know, All you have to do is here's the person, call him, and he goes out. So, so therefore, because I was always there anyway, and yes. he became, when I wasn't able, like during the weekdays, I'm working, you know, four days I'm still in Silver Spring, Maryland. So he was kind of there, my, kind of like the person to watch. He was very watchful. For me. He, he he let me know somebody, because and he would he was since there, he would have the keys, and he would let them in when they needed to do certain things. So that's another thing, too. So, you know, he was, he built, he renovated, but like I needed to get the roof done, he wasn't there, he wasn't the person who we built the roof, the electrical, and then the boiling system. I had to put a water heater, a new water heater, and a, boiling, a boiler out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so... So there were other things. And so he was a contractor that did the certain renovation, but he wasn't just the one contractor who watched over everything. I I realized there was two different sets.
0: Sure. Sure. And it sounds like he provided a level of mentorship. He didn't do the supervision, but it sounds like that he was able to at least give you some advice to where these separate components, these um, other subcontractors, making sure that, th- that their work integrated with the overall plan, because um, that yeah. is a benefit of choosing one neck to choke or general contractor. But if you do have to do it, um, you know, have separate subcontractors working under separate contracts and you are you are doing a supervision, it is absolutely a requirement for someone to take an integrative approach to making sure that everything fits i.e. you don't want the electrician putting the electrical socket in a, in a location to where the, the new boiler won't be able to access that electricity or even in your kitchen, because um, obviously you were talking about talking earlier about doing a very nice kitchen. You want to make sure that all the electrical components are, you know, integrated into your plans, um, you know, i.e. you don't want your refrigerator outlet on the other side of the room. That's kind of obvious, but. These small things do make a difference um, when it comes to having a, a real, real, real nice project. Sounds, sounds like, again, a job well done.
1: I, and you know, that's why I wanted to specific, specifically tell you that because I remember afterwards he did tell me, yeah, the next time, because he realized, once he realized what I was doing, because he thought I lived in New York, you know, because I had, my family was across the street. So mm-hmm. he's thinking I was living there. I think just in passing, I, I told him I had to get to work, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm, told him, Maryland, he he did advise that. He said, you know, next time to save yourself a lot of heartache coming every weekend or every other weekend in me. watch Because he said I could if if I wasn't a a stand up individual, you, you could be taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's best to get one contractor, hold him accountable. Like he said, he had told me, hold him accountable and him supervise via the contract you guys sign, make sure everything is on point so he everybody he gets has to be on point and you know and he understands the fine so and you i think later on when i was looking at and get, buying more properties i remember the washington dc property do you recall i had you come in there yep. with me i needed your expertise there was another older property yep. um, home in dc and i had to interview different contractors and stuff like that and you know, they, they were asking for a ridiculous amount of funding for a home that couldn't, you really couldn't do that. You'd have to gut out. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and basically what happens is if you're purchasing a home and that's the understanding also, you have to understand, is it worth the resale prop, the value of the resale? Sure. If you're going to, if their contractors don't want to work with you or they're trying to upsell you, I mean, that's another thing too. You need somebody who just needs to understand. And a lot of times you work with contractors, they want to make the highest profit. They may not take a lot of contracts Didn't even want to take the job, sure, because it wasn't enough money. During that time, I understand. You got to understand from their perspective. That's time. Why work with G if they're only going to make fifty thousand? What they can make with this? Because you have some people who want to put a, a spa in their living room or some stupid thing like that or some kitchen that doesn't fit the value of the home. And yep. you know you're upgrading a house that's not even worth that, and they're putting all types of money. So there were a lot of things, or so you're dealing with contractors who they were trying. They were upscale contractors in neighborhoods that were not necessary to upscale. You didn't need the granite kitchens and and all that stuff. And it, I I couldn't believe the cost of a kitchen. Oh yeah, I could not believe it. Oh, literally yeah. the interior of a home. I realize now what a home should cost and what it can cost, then it's two
0: different things. Oh, yeah, especially, things. especially depending on the finishes that you choose. I mean, if you choose a basic ceramic tile that's off the shelf, um, you know, that's X amount per square foot. And I just know through experience, if you choose something that is handmade, um, you know, not off the shelf, it takes, you know, four months to make, you could not uh, more than quadruple the cost of the ceramic tile. Uh, You know, it could be absolutely out of this world that goes for your countertops cabinets. Um, So yeah, that's why in particular this, this falls for people who are in a home and somebody gives them a price for a kitchen, or even if you're flipping the property, be very cautious of people who throw out these costs, how much it'll cost for a kitchen. They throw out a price it really does depend on the finishes. Um, and I think we've all seen it out there in retail stores, level one cabinets versus level two, three, four. Yeah. Granite costs this much or level one, two, three, four. A refrigerator has a different cost profile. Uh, yeah, lead time and- has a big impact. Um, you know, how they get the equipment in can have an impact. Um, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And-
1: and speaking of a Peter, the contractor in New York, my first contractor, what he was able to to let me know is the level, like you're saying, to get a cabinet set, what I needed, what was a quality cabinet set, and what was sufficient. And he basically said, let's start it from what a builder would do. Mm. And then I, yeah, he said, I'll tell you what a builder does. Builders, they're all about cost effect, but it has a it has a look of expense, but it's not. And then when you go in there... Well, they will sell you first. The model home will have everything, so that's the first thing. The mm-hmm. model home is upgraded as high as it possibly can, and then they'll give you they'll give you that cost, and then this is what you can do. But you, they're not going to give you the lower level. And he says, "What? So if you let's say the model home, it's a half a million dollars for the model home, and it's decked out. I mean, marble fireplace, et cetera, et cetera, marble everything. Sure. And that's the, you're you're buying. So, but you, when you're looking at the home. The basic cost of the home, and we're talking about extension, the basic cost of the home is probably, I mean, we're talking about could be less than uh, $350,000. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at where's the one fifty coming from? Yeah. Or they may say it's 400000 and you think they're going to buy 400000 but you're looking at all the accessories. Next thing you know, when, you've, when you're signing at the closing, you're paying another $100,000 for basically decorations, which you could, you could do during a 10-year period. Add on, sure. mm-hmm. which, you know, stretches out that dollar. better. If you want to do so, a lot of times people aren't going to do it. And so he told, he showed me, the contractor showed me what cabinetry is not just inexpensive, I mean, not cheap looking. What cab- This is powerful. What cabinet, a kitchen set to get that's going to get somebody feel like they've got a value, but it's not cheap. It's not a cheap looking. Sure. And he showed me how to be able to purchase that. They're like stuff that look like granite, they're not granite. The right. cabinetry that looks oak, like it's oak or it's like, but it's 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 maybe the what what you'd get like say the back the the construction of it is basic wood, but the fronting, the door, is the nicer part
2: mm-hmm. you put in.
1: You know what I mean? From the, the, the door, sure, yeah, the then, door. The, the right? Yeah. The do- or and then the knobs. He says you can just having a gold or bronze knob, which costs nothing. Instead of just a basic silver um knob, he mm-hmm. just adding those little just that alone gives the impression that it's it, it's a it's expensive sure. and you put a lot of money in it and you did not. Yep. You did some
0: exactly. value, you did some value engineering based on the why of your project, meaning you probably would have made different choices if that were your house. However, this okay. is an investment property. Um, I don't, what's what, 400 miles away from, um, Maryland is, is, um, Maryland DC to New York, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a project 400 miles away that you're looking to rent out, make some money. So you're going to make some different decisions. Durability was probably some decisions, you know, that you had to make make something that could take you know the wear and tear I won't say abuse hopefully we don't have an abuse an abuseful renter but something that takes the wear and tear of an invest you know a person in your investment property etc so yeah that that sounds um um fantastic did you so what I'm kind of wrapping up in your project do you have any right hooks things that just came out of left field that you were totally totally unprepared for and then you kind of got over it like this give me one because yeah I will caution um uh many people especially when you're dealing with a home and I'm sure you have that was almost like a rhetorical question because the home was like a 100 years old but people when you're dealing with renovation and remodeling projects there is always a right hook or a left hook it is not like new construction where in new construction pretty much your surprises end when you get out of the ground your surprises end and it's pretty much going to plan, but in, in, in renovation remodeling work, there is always a hidden gotcha
1: in there. What, what was your hidden gotcha? Man, it was everything. Dude, like <laughs> you when you say 100 year, think about what I'm saying. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a home older than your grandparents. Mm. That wasn't being utilized by a family that it was willed and all the family members were living in other parts of the country. Need I say more? Wow I mean I mean it, it was everything within everything that's why Peter the contractor was so powerful. I mean he looked at it he was like, whoa. I mean he said he, but he, he took it as a he was so he was almost prouder than more than me mm. actually it was it look I mean this is how this how is how good the property ended up. I was able to rent it out to a doctor a doctor who had just been divorce and she needed a place to stay. She needed somewhere safe she didn't want a big large home. And she had enough money. She actually ended up purchasing from me. Yeah, wow. so I actually pur- so she felt she lived in. She had a bad divorce, and she believe it or not, she was actually having to pay back the husband, oh, the ex-husband, wow. hmm. and he lived in, in the larger home,
0: Palomar in Long
1: hmm. Island. So yeah, so you think about it. She was living in Long Island, but she just needed a peaceful. It was a very small cottage kind of type of home. I forgot the term they used for those type of homes. So she just needed that. She was felt she loved it. She loved it. I had people. So that's what, but as the question you asked, it was everything It was from the electrical, the plumbing. We're talking about everything had to be, you're thinking, oh, I just got to pick. And then it's like, no, you got to dig through and get all the old the plumbing out, redo that completely. So I ended up paying, it came out. I had to pay over a hundred thousand dollars to just completely renovate that thing.
0: Wow. And what was the original plan? Yeah. Like what was What's the original that? budget? Did you were, were you thinking
1: the original? Well, I, I purchased like I said for about one sixty eight, and I'm thinking I can put in. I remember it was sixty to eighty thousand. Okay, sixty was the more, was like even him. He was like yeah, sixty thousand because he oh, and the highest was eighty mm-hmm. in case of. In case of blah blah blah. Okay, so you had
0: a, you had sixty as your budget and a contingency of twenty, um, yes. taking you to eighty, and you got yes. end up going up to a hundred.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. you went to
1: hundred. Yes. Uh huh. To hundred thousand, like Larry and it was legit though. It sure. Wasn't like, hey, it was legit. I was like, oh, I can't. I mean, you, you now you're there. You need this to be able to need to be able to, you know, we're in Long Island, New York, people. This ain't just, you're not in the woods here. You, you know, this is a very nice area, high traffic area. People have a stand, standard of living. Mm-hmm. So I had, to, I had to bring it to a $400,000 home. The homes were going during that time for close to a, a half a million. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to spend the money. But I knew I was going to get the money back. That was the good thing. And sure. I knew the person I was with could get it done in a certain... Um, there was gotchas everywhere, dude. It was I couldn't even, I mean, <laughs> from... yeah, you know, it was like even...
0: Did you have any um, Did you have any hazardous materials Like did you come across Any asbestos or lead Or any of that You know
1: what Yeah we had to check I had to pay for that too To, to verify Okay to do that. Yeah I did have to pay for that Because it was like Almost done And then I had um, He had a friend He had a friend Who came out and Said let's check to make sure because he, he noticed that there were a couple of things. Let's check to make sure that everything is okay because if somebody gets sick, you're going to be li- liable. Mm-hmm. And I was like well, Okay, so I had some environmental people come out to verify everything was good, and there was no issues because when we were doing the plumbing, there were certain decay things that were properly, so we had to do the entire plumbing and hook it to the plumbing system because it was old, and thank God they had done that years ago, Sure. and it's a an big city, it's an oak um, village. It was a village of um, Hempstead, New York, oh, yeah, Hempstead. where yep. New mm-hmm. exists. Um, so yeah, and so we had to connect that. Did that costs more money. I mean, just getting the to get to co- get the people to do it, mm. and, um, it. that was costly. Everything you do, just to have somebody look at it and, and you know do the investigation, that's costly and time consuming. Yep. You got to wait, you got to schedule to do that. they put it this way, mines was not your normal. And that's not your normal. I don't think many people are going to be, uh, you know, gutting homes that are over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that in, a, in a, an area. You know, so you're not going to get that. Mines were, there was nothing that wasn't a gotcha. There was nothing. It was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, even the slab. Oh, there was a big one. The slab wasn't even in the, in the basement. And we had to even that out.
0: Whoa. It okay. was like
1: shifting. And that was like, no, you got to get that fixed. So I had to get that fixed to fix the sla Yeah, wow. Like, I had to, to get that fixed. It was like okay. <laughs> and then literally when I had somebody when with the you know when you before you're about to sell to see the value of the home when he comes to check it out he couldn't believe it he, he couldn't believe it because he you know he saw he's like oh wow this is incredible he says it was not just up the par it was livable it was just not even livable it was a very nice quaint place we really did a good job. You know, making the basement into an extra room by you know because it, it, it didn't have walls, it wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. And to remind you, you're we talking about an old property that's not finished, so you can imagine it was literally. It looked like he was the under the basement it looked like the wall was the ground. Mm-hmm. It was like the dirt ground, so we had to structure. Oh, you yeah, had to make sure. I had to re. Um, I don't remember. That's enough. The biggest gotcha was having to station the house, so we had to put like a a lift. The house, all right. In the basement, you had, the you had to jack the house up. Yeah, to jack the house up. Yes, mm-hmm. it wasn't properly structured. Sure. And they had to jack the house up, and they put certain things and screwed it. I don't know I forgot what that was called. Yeah, shims the house and up, so it's even.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah. So almost include conclusion, but I want to point this out um, to build a coach nation. What Wadi really alluded to was that he had a scope in mind, and that scope had a time and a cost associated with it. His scope increased. That had an impact on time, extending his time, and therefore his cost went up. We had a previous podcast about scope, time, cost, and you just basically or eloquently spoke to that scope time and cost are these levers that all have a um integrated relationship um so you were talking about your cabinets you can do this cabinet that would reduce the cost obviously the scope would change and probably had an impact on your time because they were quicker to obtain um so yeah that scope time cost don't lose sight of that as you're going through the journey journey um Wadi, thanks so much for joining us. This, is there one last thing you want to give? Um, any advice to anybody going out there? Like just some closing words before we conclude?
1: Yes. Before you talk with any contractor, I would highly suggest you have a line of credit before you're dealing with that person because that will impact the type of contractor you deal with. You'll take. You'll take a lot less crap from somebody if they know you don't need you're, you're funded you're properly funded and you're willing to vet them learn how to vet them and I think something that you're doing right now Dale is a powerful tool because you can learn before you get into an interview why would you interview? think about it if you're in IT or you're in a business and you're interviewing somebody but you don't know what you need from that person and that person knows more than you you're wasting both times, because you're not to qualify for that. Mm. So qualify yourself for being the person you need, and have a time frame. And then, if you, even if you don't know any much, let them know. Sign this agreement. This is what I need you to do by this time, by each sector, and this is the cost that's going to be allowed. To and if you run over it, that's on you. Are you willing to deal with that? Mm. If the company's not willing to deal with that, then guess what? You just solved. You solved. I'm not gonna lie to you. A possible stroke that you could have taken because <laughs> stress level, bro, it's on another Richter cell. I I found out a lot about myself. Mm. I found out a lot about myself. As I'm telling you this story, you don't understand. When you're a novice in this, you're thinking this is I'm 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 up I'm up the creek. Mm-hmm. And what you realize, I didn't have to be up. And I, I was okay because I the way I did the contracts with everybody protected me and. Peter always reminded me of that. So that's the critical. If you have mm. a line of credit, meaning you're not, you're, you're, the money, you're, if they say there's a cost that you know, no you don't know, it gets, it keeps you from the gotcha moments. That saves you from the gotcha moments. Have a contract, so you hold the contractor accountable for the time and the amount of money that's spent. So then all you're doing is basically verifying all the contracts that is needed. Of course, make sure it's insured, And he's
0: insured and bonded. Critical. Gotcha. Thank you so much, Mr. Watkins-Pierre. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I ask you to have a fantastic day. Thanks again, man.
1: Thank you, Dale. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
0: There you have it. This episode is a wrap. That was a powerful interview with Watkins-Pierre. Wadi, thank you again for sharing your experiences. Key takeaways, understand your free time. Number two, have the necessary financing to complete your project. Number three, over plan for project mishaps. Have a good, a decent financial contingency. Number four, actively participate in your project. Trust, but verify. Another good good example of another good owner. Feel good about yourself. You took the time to learn acting on on this information gives you a fighting chance against project chaos, money loss, continuous stress or greedy, unethical contractors. If you know someone who needs help, invite them to listen. Let's look out for one another and build a strong community of property owners and investors who deserve a dream renovation or remodeling project. Make sure you subscribe to build a coach on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite place to listen to podcasts for more Details visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, may your dream project become a reality. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.